God. But God, we want you to answer our prayers, God. And Lord, if there's anything, Lord, that would hinder our prayers from being answered, Almighty God, help us, Lord, to cast it aside, Lord God, Lord. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I speak the word this morning, that the word is going forth this morning, that it's falling on good ground this morning, God, that it is producing fruit in our lives, God, fruit that will remain, God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We thank you all for the victory, Lord. We're not victims, Lord, but we're victors, God, this morning, God, in the name of Jesus, Almighty God, Lord. Oh God, and we thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, we were able to walk into the house of God, Lord. Nobody had to carry us in, Lord God, Lord. God, I thank you this morning, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, for the house of God this morning, Lord God. I worship you for it, God, Lord. Oh, God, help us not to take you for granted, God, Lord. But God, help us to have thankful hearts, Lord God. Hearts of gratitude, Lord God. For what you've already done, Lord, this morning, God. I thank you that your word is eternally sent in heaven, Lord God. And Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord God. I thank you that you change not, Almighty God, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you say when the righteous cry, that you're here, Lord. And you deliver us out of all our troubles, Lord God. I thank you, God, that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly. Above all, you said, we even ask or think. You said, according to the power that worketh in us, Lord God, Lord. God, help us to rise up, Lord, and take our rightful positions in you, Lord God. For your word declares that we're seated in heavenly places. We're above the principalities and powers, Lord. That we're the head, God, and we're not the tail, God. We are the lenders and not the borrowers. We are up and we're not down, Lord, this morning, God. I thank you for it this morning, Lord, that we've been made in your own image and your own likeness, God. And you said, God, we bring pleasure to you, God. I thank you for it this morning, Lord, God. I worship you for it, God, this morning, Lord. I thank you, God, for our mouth, Lord, to be able to open, Lord God, to give you glory one more time, God. I thank you for it, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, Lord. I bless your holy name, Lord God. And I thank you, God, Lord God, that you are God on time, God, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord God, that you have no respecter of a person, God, Lord. I thank you, you said everything is open and is naked in your sight this morning, Lord God. Have your way this morning. Let your perfect will be done, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, just thank him this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're so worthy, Lord God. You're so worthy.
I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Anybody glad this morning? Will you stand to your feet? Thank you for worshiping with us in-house and online. Would you put your hands together for me right there.
We just want to invite the Holy Spirit in today. We can't do anything without him and we can be everything with him. So we want to make room this morning for the Holy Spirit to have his way. We empty our hearts, God. We empty our minds, God. Fill us until we want no more. Hallelujah. Will you just lift your hands with me? Oh 
Wide or national, international. We love you in this church called Zion Hill. Will you please give the Lord God a clap offering just to be alive, just to be here this morning? He is worthy of our praise. Amen. Have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse number 8. We welcome all of our guests. We are grateful that you are here to worship with us today. The book of Acts, chapter 1, verse number 8. If you find it, please say amen. amen. The Bible says, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth. Please remain standing as we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for another day. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the rain. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this house. We love you, we honor you, and we thank you for habitating here. We just don't want you to visit. Make this house 
a regular place. Thank you for all those who are gathered. Thank you for your presence, Holy Spirit. Because you are here, we decree and declare we are healed in the name of Jesus. Because you are here, Holy Spirit, we decree and declare sicknesses and disease don't have a place here. We speak life into everyone that is in the hospital. Lord, we thank you for long life. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for watching over our children. Thank you for healing our body. Thank you for making a way out of no way. Lord, we just want to say thank you. Lord, have your way in this place. Use me as a channel of blessing to your people this morning. Glorify yourself in this house. And by faith we decree and we declare all is well. It is so in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I have been preaching a series of lessons on the subject of the person of the Holy Spirit. I believe with all my heart this is a subject that is much needed in our churches today. So today I'm going to be continuing on that series. Last week we talked about who is the Holy Spirit. We just want to get to know him. Amen. A lot of people go to church, but they do not know the person of the Holy Spirit. Today, I want to talk with you about how to receive the Holy Spirit. Now that you know who he is, you need to know how to receive him. So the topic for discussion today is titled, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Baptism of the Holy Spirit. First, I would like for you to understand what do we mean by the word baptism. I'm sure you hear it all the time, but you need to have a clear understanding of what we're talking about. Baptism, ladies and gentlemen, is when the supernatural is poured into a vessel. And the purpose of that pouring is for that vessel to manifest the power that he or she received. Again, I repeat. Remove yourself from old understanding. It's a new day. It's a new season. Baptism is when the supernatural is poured into a vessel. 
so that that vessel can manifest the power of God. If you receive that, say, I got it. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know there are three types of baptism. How many? If I were you, I would not leave this planet Earth until I experience all the three types of baptism. First, you are baptized into Jesus. So the first baptism is baptism in Jesus. The second baptism is baptism in water. And the third baptism is baptism in the spirit. Unfortunately, many of us only have one or two. We never go further to be baptized in the spirit. What do I mean when I say the first is to be baptized in Jesus? The Bible made it very clear that nobody can get to the Father except through Jesus. So your first stop is to be baptized in Jesus. You have to recognize that his blood was shed for the remission of your sins. That's what we mean when we say you must be born again. That's what we're talking about when we talk about salvation. If you're going to church but you're not saved, what is missing is you are not baptized in Jesus. It takes the blood of Jesus to get out of our mess. The second baptism, ladies and gentlemen, is baptism in water. Throughout the scripture, the Bible makes it very clear. For example, in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John said, I baptize you with water for the repentance of your sin. So baptism in water is very common. By the way, when you're baptized in Jesus, guess who will baptize you? The Holy Spirit. How do I know that? The Bible says nobody can come to the Father except the Spirit draws him or her. So your first baptism in Jesus, the baptizer is the Holy Spirit. Your second baptism in water is usually done by the disciples, your pastor, your elder, your deacons. How do I know that? You remember in Matthew chapter 28, verse 17, 
Jesus said to them, Go ye therefore into all nations. Guess who he's talking to? He's not talking to the Holy Spirit. He's talking to his disciples. And he's telling them, Go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them. That baptism is talking about is water. From time to time, you see there's a big pool behind me. Many times, we will baptize people in water. Sometimes I ask deacons to do it. Sometimes I have ministers to do it. Sometimes I will do it myself. That's the second baptism. Tell somebody I got it. The third baptism is baptism in the spirit. Guess who will baptize you in the spirit? Jesus baptized you in the spirit. Many of us don't realize that. How do I know Jesus does that? Well, the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 8, made it very clear. John was testifying. John said, I baptize you with water. But he, who is bigger than me, will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So who is that he that baptized people with the Holy Spirit? Well, I'm glad you asked. The answer is given in the book of St. John, chapter 1, verse 33. The Bible says, John is describing that person now. He said, that person is he whom the Spirit descended and remained. And you will recall when Jesus was being baptized, the heavens were opened. The Spirit descended and remained upon him. I can stop there and preach all day because you need to know in the past, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit will come, he would descend, but he never remained. Brother Pastor, how can you say that? You remember Mr. Samson. He would do great and mighty things because the Spirit descended upon him. But you also need to know the Spirit never remained on him. He would do some crazy stuff. You remember Delilah. Some, one time, Samson got so mad, he burned down all the, all the farm up there. The spirit, when the spirit come upon him, he become a very supernatural man. He could do all kinds of mighty stuff. But the spirit would not stay. The spirit never remained on him. There are many examples like that in the world of God. You probably remember King Saul. Even though he was a king, 
the Holy Spirit descended on him. In fact, he was prophesying with the prophets. An ordinary politician. The power of God came upon him. But the spirit that descended on him never stayed. One day he got full of himself. He decided to do the preaching job. He went to church, started to make sacrifices without the presence of the preacher. The spirit of God left him. Is the same Holy Spirit. You remember even David recognized what I'm trying to teach you about. Because one time David messed up. He messed with a woman. Then he killed a person, the husband of the woman. And then he tried to cover it up. The spirit will not hang out in that situation. That is why in Psalms 51, David recognized that spirit comes, but it won't stay in that kind of atmosphere. That is why he said, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Because he knows that the spirit that comes upon him could leave. David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. But when it comes to Jesus Christ, the Bible said the spirit descended on him and the spirit remained. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. What is my message to you? There are three types of baptism. Number one, you must be baptized in Jesus. Number two, you must be baptized in water. And number three, you must be baptized in the spirit. This is so evident that before Jesus left the planet Earth, his last word was to make sure all of his disciples were baptized in all those. In Acts chapter 1 verse 4, he told the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem. Wait for the promise. What was the promise? The Holy Spirit. Then in Acts chapter 1, verse 5, he reminded them, he quoted John again. John said, I baptize you in water for repentance. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when I tell you there are three baptisms, Baptism in Jesus, baptism in water, baptism in the Spirit. Why do you have to be baptized in the Spirit? I'm glad you asked. 
I was hanging out with the Holy Spirit and he began to teach me about this thing. He said, this is grossly missing in the church. Why do you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? Glad you asked. My wife and I were, were privileged to have an automobile called RV. It's a big old machine there. Got its own stove and refrigerator and beds and closet. I mean, it goes on and on. So it makes it very big. And one day I was driving that big old thing. And I noticed I was sweating. I was fighting the steering wheel. It's a big machine, but the steering wheel was hard to turn. And because a very big thing, it makes it difficult to drive. Eventually, I had enough sense to take it to the mechanic. And they say, Brother Pastor, yes, you're right. It's a big old thing. But there's one problem. Your power steering is low. So you're trying to drive a big old thing with, with no power. And sure enough, once they pour some steering wheel, I got back on the road, it was a piece of cake. It was so easy to drive, I could drive it with one finger. Oh, yes, go, just. What am I trying to tell you? You need the Holy Spirit because you need power. Without the Holy Spirit, you're trying to drive this big old machine called life with no power. You will sweat. You will get tired. You will get burned out because you chose to drive it without the power. Ladies and gentlemen, we are created to be power-assisted. In other words, you are not made to try to drive through life on your own. Too many of us, we go through unnecessary pain, unnecessary struggle, because we are like that steering wheel that is not powered. The truth be told, there are many things in this life you cannot do by yourself. I'm amazed how I will meet so many pastors and they will tell me ministry is a struggle. And I'm quick to point out no ministry is not a struggle for me. I'm having a ball. And they want to know, wait a minute, do you know something? Or is there a secret to it? I tell them the story of my RV. I say, if you're trying to drive it by yourself, 
You're going to wear out. In fact, you may crash. But oh, if you have some power steering wheel, if you allow the Holy Spirit to power you, you will have a smooth sail. That brings me to the text for today. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. How do I get that power? You will receive power only after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Without the Holy Spirit, you have no power. Can I be honest with you? I like to keep things straight. When I first came to this church, I didn't know that. This whole ministry was built on what we call purpose-driven. There was a gentleman, his name is Rick Warren, went to the same school your pastor went to. California Baptist College. I tell you all the time, you see the glory, you don't know my story. Rick Warren is a graduate of the same college I went to. And then when he left California Baptist College, he went to the same seminary I went to. Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas. Rick Warren wrote the book, Purpose Driven Church, Purpose Driven Life, made millions of dollars. When I came to your church, the whole church was grounded on Purpose Driven Church. And I witnessed so much growth. But at some point, I noticed stagnation. Can you handle some truth this morning? So I began to seek the Lord. And then the Lord revealed to me, you see, in a purpose-driven situation, let me tell you our secret. Some pastors are listening now. We, we build up our music ministry. And we use music to set the atmosphere. That was my secret. By the way, it shouldn't be a secret to the members of this church because when I came, they interviewed me, you know. If you don't believe me, ask uh, some of them, they are still alive. Willie Jackson is one of them. They asked me, they told me, most of the members are gone. What is your game plan to bring them back? And I told them, music, music, music. That was, my, that was my secret. And we were able to drive this big old RV of ministry a long time. But the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. He said, son of man, you've witnessed many hurricanes in Louisiana. You focus on setting atmosphere. 
You have good music and it's good. God loves music. Heaven is full of music. There's no preaching in heaven. But it says, son, let me tell you, when a hurricane blows, nobody cares about atmosphere. I'm trying to help somebody. You see, what you've been focusing on will only carry you so far. When a hurricane passed through the neighborhood, people are more concerned about the damage and they are concerned about power outage. And the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me there is a power outage in many houses of God in the neighborhood you're living in. All of a sudden, I begin to change things around. My thinking was changed. So we moved this church from being a purpose-driven church to a Holy Spirit-driven church. Now you see where I am. Ain't no shame in my game. I should stay with you all. The Holy Spirit reminded me. He said, son of man, have you considered what I did in Acts chapter 2, verse number 2? I said, talk to me. He said, there was not a single music. But when I show up and show out, the Holy Spirit came like a whirlwind blow through the whole city of Jerusalem. And everybody was filled with the power of God. The gospel went forth, 3,000 people got saved. He said, just like your Louisiana hurricane blows through, that's exactly what I did that time. He said, young man, change your focus. What you need is the Holy Spirit. What you need is supernatural power. Get him in your pulpit. Get him in your choir. Get him in your deacon board. Get him in your deaconess board. Get him in your usher board. Get him with the preachers. Get him every area of your ministry. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I trying to tell you? It's not a coincidence that the Holy Spirit is described as a, as a strong wind that blows through. It needs to blow through your life and my life and clean out all the mess and clean out all the garbage and clean out all the trash. Can you imagine a whole neighborhood to be existing for a whole month with no power? Garbage will pile up. Dirty dishes 
sin is affected. We need the power of God. How do I get this power? Please permit me to make some corrections into our thinking, our upbringing. Many people have been brainwashed to think I'm not even worthy to receive him. But the truth be told, the Holy Spirit came for the best of us, but he also came for the worst of us. So never let anybody suggest to you that you're not holy enough or you're not worthy. Another thing that we need to correct because I believe with all my heart, every one of you here, you're a candidate for the Holy Spirit to fill you. I don't care where you've been, what you have done, the Holy Spirit loves to dwell in you. Religion tries to turn you away, trying to make you think because you don't wear clothes this way, because you got tattoo on your body, or because you drink last night, or because you are divorced, or because you, they come up with all these stupid rules. The Holy Spirit wants to fill you. He came for the best of us and for the worst of us. And you know something else? Another deception that is going on. People think the focus should be on speaking in tongues. This is another stupid, forgive me for being brutally honest with you. Speaking in tongues is just evidence that you have been filled. But it's not the real deal. Are you still here? I happen to be a lawyer. I can go to court and present evidence. But I don't mean that's the case. Evidence is just to boost my case. When it comes to the Holy Spirit, the real deal is power. Not talking in tongues. In fact, I don't mind saying it on television. I know many people who speak in tongues, but they have no power. The truth be told, without the Holy Spirit, you can speak in tongue until your tongue fall out. All you have is religion. All you have is form of godliness. No power. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you again. You need three baptisms. Have you ever seen the tabernacle in the Old Testament? The same thing God has been telling us, we just missed it. If you enter the, the tabernacle of Moses, 
you get into the outer court. There are three sections. The outer court, the inner court, and the holies of holies. In that outer court, you have to go through three processes. The first thing you do once you enter is that you have to make sacrifice. There's shedding of blood. That's what Jesus did for you. You cannot make it to the holies of holies without being baptized in Jesus. That's your first baptism, the shedding of blood. Then you keep going. You will come to the next stop. It's called the lava. That's where there's a big bowl of water where you wash. Water. That's when you are baptized. Guess what we baptize you in? In a bowl of water, in a pile, a pond, or a baptismal pool. You have to go through the water. You know why you, we wash you with the water? So that we can, we can get the old from the new. Then you have to go farther in that tabernacle. The next stop you get to is where you have to deal with the oil. To burn incense. Oil is representing the Holy Spirit. You cannot get to the holies of holies without dealing with the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you. I am sick and tired of powerless Christians. The enemy comes and, 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 and rob you of your joy and rob you of your peace and rob you of your happiness and smash you and destroy your marriage and destroy your children and destroy your job and destroy your business and you just go in there and taking all the punches. You need power. Ladies and gentlemen, take note, for you to go to heaven, all you need is the first stop. And that's the problem with many of us. Because remember the thief on the cross, he wasn't baptized in the water, he wasn't baptized in the spirit. The only baptism he had was baptism in Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, today, you will meet me in paradise. So I'm not talking about how you're going to get to heaven. If you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you will make heaven. And it's a surprise for many of you full of religion. You see, Brother Baba, maybe he has a shortcoming. Maybe he's dealing with some addiction. Maybe he has a drinking problem. And you think he's going to hell. I got a surprise for you. If he accepts Jesus, yeah, nobody shouting now. I'm after all this stupid religious stuff. But while you are here on earth, 
Make no mistake about it. You need power. There's no way I could do what I do every day without the Holy Spirit. Ain't no shame in my game. I don't even stand a chance. You need power. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Power to live right. Power to excel. Power to stand out among your peers. Power to succeed. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wish I have time. I will ask you. How many of you have accepted the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? Let me see your hand. See, hallelujah, I will see you in heaven. Guaranteed, you will be in heaven. If I ask you, how many of you have been water baptized? Amen. Look at, look at the house. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting now. And most denominations have done a good job preaching the gospel to be saved and the gospel to be water baptized. What is missing is baptism in the spirit. That is why when Paul, in the book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 2, he was just traveling and he stopped by in a city called Ephesus. And he found out there's some Christian there. So he said, let me just stop by and say hello. And bless God, he noticed there were Christians there for sure. So he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? Notice they are already believers. Like you and me, they are already saved. They are born again. Like you and me, they've been water baptized. But Paul is saying, wait a minute, there's something else. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believe? And those people were honest. And I'm praying that you will be honest with God, that you'll be honest with the Holy Spirit today. Because they responded, they said, we never heard of him. Then a follow-up question. Well, if you never heard of him, what baptism then do you all have? They said, we are baptized into John. Water baptism. And that's the problem with many folks in the church today. I can relate to that. I was born a Baptist. Raised all my life in church. I knew what it means to be saved, to accept Jesus as my Lord. I knew what it means to go to the water and be baptized. But nobody told me that there is somebody called the Holy Ghost who will baptize me with power. And I want to appeal to you today. In this series, purpose it in your heart to receive the Holy Spirit. 
Brother Pastor, how am I going to do that? It's not as difficult as you think. I told you become hungry for him. I told him, told you, you got to ask. Say, Lord, fill me. I'm tired of trying to raise these this bambinos by myself. Fill me. I'm tired of trying to be a husband and don't have no clue what I'm doing. Fill me. I'm tired of working in the school system, trying to teach students in the class and have no clue what I'm doing. Fill me. I'm tired of trying to pass to a church, never pass to any church in my life. Don't know how things work. Fill me with your power. The Bible says, which of you, if your children ask for things, will you not give it to him or her? And the answer is yes, we'll do our best to get that Nike shoe or to, to take them to McDonald's, whatever they're asking for. Then the Bible says, if you who are evil would do such a thing for your children, how much more? God, the maker of all things, will he not give you the Holy Spirit if you ask for him? What you need to do today is to be sincere about it. And stop driving your RV of life in your own strength. You're going to run out. You're going to be sweating needlessly. Whereas there is power supply from heaven. And when it fills you with his power, let me tell you what will happen to you in conclusion. See? Open your Bible. It shows you exactly what will happen. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7 and 8. When you hunger for him, when you thirst for him, when you recognize you can make it on your own, when you are tired of trying to fix everything with your own intellect, with your own ability, and you say, Lord, I want your super or my natural. I want to be able to command my situation. I want to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth its fruit in the season. And whatever I lay my hand on, I want it to be a success story, a touchdown. You need the person of the Holy Spirit to assist you. And when he feels you, here's what happened. The only thing he asks of you, he said, as you go, Amen. preach the gospel. Amen. That's all he, he wants from you. Amen. He don't want you, remember what we say, baptism is, is the supernatural poured into a vessel. But don't just receive the pouring, it's poured into that vessel so that the vessel can manifest power. 
That's why he said I should go preach the gospel. What does he mean when he says I should go? Does he mean preach the gospel when you come to church? No. Does he mean preach the gospel when you have city-wide revival? No. Stop tripping, you all. Those are just events. But you see, as you go in life, as you go to your job tomorrow, as you go to the mall, as you go to pick up your children at the daycare, as you go by the byways and highways of life, preach the gospel. As you go, as you go, as you go, he said, I give you this power. I'm giving you authorization. He said, I give you power to tread upon scorpion. I give you power to rebuke the devil, to tread upon serpents. As you go, sometime maybe on your vacation, God will send people to you so you can minister to that person. He wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Never think you don't qualify. Never think you are too sinful to receive. He wants to fill you, the best of us, the worst of us. Then when you are filled, as you go, make disciples. As you go, cleanse the leper. As you go, lay hand on the sea. As you go, help those who are in need. As you go, heal those who are sick. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm believing God for a church that God will use to take over the whole neighborhood. That when you show up, the devil will begin to tremble because they know you are filled with the Holy Ghost and they know you're not filled just to look pretty. Here we have church folks speaking in tongues just to feel good. How stupid that is. Oh, Pastor, I felt felt so good. It was like fire. I felt so good. I want to slap you sometime. He filled you with power so that you can go into the highways and byways of life and make his presence known. As you go, cast out the devil. They show up on your job, cast them out. They show up in your apartment, run them out. Heal those who are sick. And you know what he said? He said, freely you are giving. Freely you are to give. You know the tragedy of Ebenezer in the church life? Many people don't even know about the Holy Spirit. Then there are some who know about the Holy Spirit. They are filled with power, but they're doing absolutely nothing with it. Wouldn't it be sad to buy a brand new car for your son? or your daughter and they never drive it. 
heaven is saying to somebody today, I've given you that authority. I've given you that power. Some of you say, let's call the pastor. What are you going to do with the Holy Spirit in you? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Guess where he is? Isn't that what you tell me, sir? He's right inside of you. Do something with it. you're watching us today and you say pastor I'm that person you've been ministering to you there's a number under the screen there are ministers of the gospel waiting to pray with you believe me when I tell you this church is going somewhere I can see long long time ago I don't know about you I'm tired of religion I've tried that. The tradition of man will only take you so far. Let me encourage you before you leave today, don't forget to honor God with your giving. One of the ways to prosper is to learn to honor God with your giving. Second Chronicles chapter 26 verse number 5 talking about King Uzziah as long as he sought God God prospered him yes, never ignore serving God giving to God waiting on God as long as you learn to give, to serve, to wait on God. God is committed to prosper you and prosper the seed of your womb. Father, I thank you. Thank you for revelation knowledge. Holy Spirit, this is yours. This is your church. This is all about you. Glorify yourself in this house. Take over this church. Be the driver. I only want to be a co-pilot. You the pilot. Have your way. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. Come on, everybody, welcome. I wash this. Come on, clap those hands before we leave. Everybody shout hallelujah.
Blessed day and a blessed week in Jesus' name. 